What is up, Combookie fans? This is Combookie's podcast. Welcome to episode 101. We are live here on YouTube and on Twitch. Hope you all can join us for our first live episode since the spectacular episode 100. This week in sports, we have plenty to talk about. We're going to hit a little bit on NHL on NBA, on EPL, on you got some NFL news over the last two weeks, and of course NASCAR is down in Miami. Over on the comic book side, we have, of course, plenty of new books that have come out today on New Comic Book Day, and a lot of books that we have read over the last two weeks that we have enjoyed and are going to recommend to you fans. Um, and then a bunch of little news. We have Spider-Man getting a title, Loki a release date, Mortal Kombat now has a trailer that everyone's been waiting for, and of course, me and Sean talk the last two episodes of WandaVision. So sit back, relax, and join us live watching and in the chat on Twitch and YouTube at the Comic Bookies. This is episode 101. Let's do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like always, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go check out Alex. It's new comic book day, so he's got everything you need in the comic book world. Um, guys, it's been it's it's felt like a lot more than just ten days, but uh, dude, we are live on Twitch, on YouTube. Hopefully, hopefully, we can get more than two viewers right now. But everyone, come join in, uh, chat with us, and, and we're gonna go ahead and live, you know, react with you. But how how's it been? How's it been going, guys? Bro, it's felt like a super long 10 days. We're on like such a high from episode 100. Uh, man, it feels almost like it was like three weeks ago, a month ago or something like that. But now here we are, episode 101, comic bookie fans. What is up, guys? Excited, man. I love these live episodes. I love the interaction with the fans. Again, 100 was such a good time. Thank you again to everyone that did get to chime in with us and get live. And the fans that later got to go and watch the episodes. We do have them on our youtube page and another avenue today we're on twitch so man it's gonna be a good time tonight guys yes sir what's up mark what's hanging what is up brothers that's crazy we are on twitch as i'm checking right now i do see that uh congratulations for all our technical team aka uh michael biella and uh, i'm dude I'm, i'm so surprised that it's actually uh all coming to fruition as uh i was in doubt with the certain computers and certain you know uh computers not being able to push the live stream or whatnot to especially the two different servers but here we are technology has got us going and we are here yeah. 101 it has taken a while and i feel like it's been a minute since i've had in a comic bookies uh podcast downloaded on my phone but i'm excited to be with you guys brothers it's been such a crazy month if you will uh it's just been it's been crazy trying to figure this all out get 100 set up get 101 set up and uh just uh, let's get more viewers on. Let's get more fans engaged. And hopefully people are discovering us on Twitch and on YouTube. If they can search for entertainment, whatever, we need a hashtag, I guess. But let's just uh, have some fun tonight, guys. Mark, how is it? It's so crazy how these things can happen. We're like, oh, you know, just like a small technical little difficulty where it's like, really? All I had to do was like mute this one mic and then we would have sounded so much better. Like, it's crazy how that kind of stuff works out, man. Or in the beginning with the NDI source on Skype when I couldn't see you normally, but oh my gosh, yeah, I know. just uh, I think it, um, practice brings perfection, right? And the more and more we try to go live, the more and more 
we learn from each other and research. Uh, I think we're going to be good to go, but it's pretty crazy two years in. And I guess you can say that we're finally getting down to doing things that we were dreaming about uh, about a year ago. Right. The mm-hmm. pandemic hit kind of derailed us, obviously, from promoting. Like I mentioned a couple of weeks back, you know, I still got a, a trunk with about 500 flyers, 250 flyers that I was passing out pre-pandemic and they were moving off some shelves and certain uh, dispensaries, if you will, around the <laughs> <There> area. <you laughs> Shout out Got dispensaries you, and, uh, for kicking back and listening to the TCB vibes. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what 2021 is going to bring. We saw, you know, a lot of shakeup today, actually, in the markets as well as uh, we all thought that our portfolios were going to dip, but they survive another day and yep. uh, 2021 can live on. So let's just <laughs> uh, movie theaters are opening back up in the Bay Area. We saw yeah. Madison Square Garden had uh, fans at the Knicks and, and Warriors game yesterday. So, hey, I I'm mean, excited. They had they reveal that there was going to be an event sometime in March at California Adventure. So now we actually have that news. Apparently, California Adventure is going to be completely open for that event, but except the rides. So shopping and dining is going to be fully open throughout the whole park, but just you just can't ride rides. And that's an amazing step to where we had where we were in March almost a year ago, you know, so things like that it's it's looking on the up and up um and we're and we're actually surprised isn't that pretty crazy how we're like surprised like really california adventure because it's been almost a year since this thing hit and some people on more on the east coast and the south they've been more on the normal side for months now i mean shoot they opened back up disney world in july of last year so you know i know i know it's not all about disneyland but that's kind of like that's like the gauge that i use who are you fooling bro of course it's about disneyland man i missed <laughs> it too <laughs> it's funny too because marissa she actually mentioned to me i think yesterday they actually opened one of the major hotels in the disneyland area so they're kind of hinting like hopefully sooner than later i mean new york new jersey letting all these fans back into the games like you said disney world has been open for how many months now i mean California, obviously, probably politically driven, but we're definitely uh, behind the spectrum. It's where we should be with the whole opening of stadiums, obviously Mm -hmm. events, Disney parks. So we'll see if hopefully in the near future we can get these open, man. I miss them, too. Yeah, for real. So let's get into the actual meat and potatoes, as we will, of the podcast so over on the sports side man i, I want to do a, a few little quick hitters here uh throw something out there guys we got nhl um has been going on you had the two games in tahoe where we had the fiasco with it being too hot i mean it's crazy how we've had some freezing temperatures in the midwest and a lot of states around the united states and yet <laughs> out here in california slash nevada and south lake tahoe it was it was too hot to have a game in the middle of the afternoon. They had to wait until like 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to resume the game. Um, NBA, Warriors, you know, we could talk Warriors. We could talk just the NBA in general, EPL, some shakeups in the top four, top six, and of course, NFL. The NFL season has been over for what, uh, three weeks now? And yet it's a, it's a 24 out, it's 24 7, 365 sport with news and everything about the draft, the combine, the mini camps, the training camps, everything. It's so crazy. So what do you guys want to hit on first? I mean, our Warriors got another win tonight. So I think we might need to start with those guys, man. We're doing good, playing some damn good basketball. Mm -hmm. Hey, good win, guys. 
Were they were they in New York or were they uh, in, in Oak or San Francisco? They were in New York yesterday and then today oh, that's right. in Indiana. So I mean, a two playoff teams in the East Coast. Warriors came up victorious. Uh, they head home Friday where they play Charlotte, and then they play the Lakers on Sunday. So, nah, definitely got some good tests. They're winning some good games before the All-Star break. Nice. Yeah, yeah the, the Warriors actually get two on the road after losing their first two, and uh, they're kind of back, coming back home. Hopefully they can get three in a row. Curry, 24 points, 7 for 21 on field goals. I think he was horrendous on three points, about one out of one for 10. But – um, yeah, the Warriors, I think that they got the last seed right now for the playoffs. Uh, they got to really push towards the end of the season to try to, you know, really leapfrog or try to get. I, I think they need a better seed, right? Because you don't really want to play that one seed, whoever it's going to be. Sean, you mentioned in pre-production, it's the Jazz with six losses right now. Kind of, you know, Clarkson coming off the bench, like you mentioned, they're really balling right now. But at the end of the day... Is it going to be fun for us fans to see Curry get back, you know, in the playoffs? Yes, it is. After that dis- dismissal season that they had last season, just horrible with all the injuries, KD leaving and whatnot. But I think that you want to play the second or the third seed, probably not the first seed, if you will. But I'm just excited to see what's going to happen with the Warriors and just the parody kind of. We got Anthony Davis that went down right now. He's going to miss two to three weeks. And I think that that kind of opens the door because a lot of people thought that it was just going to be the Lakers chance to repeat. But, you know, we see them stumbling, obviously losing tonight to that team that I just mentioned, the Utah Jazz. And uh, Sean, do you think the Lakers are going to be able to get back on their feet and kind of contend for another championship? Or do you think that a team like the Utah Jazz might be too much for them this season? I think the Lakers just got to get healthy, man. I mean, beating them in a series in the playoffs, it's it's hard. I mean, Anthony Davis, I think we have like eight weeks left in the season, nine weeks left, and Anthony Davis misses three or four. He's the kind of player that could just turn it on. So the Jazz, I mean, they might win the first seed. They might win a couple games. But, I mean, they might even be the team facing the Lakers in the uh, Western Conference Championship. To me, the Lakers are definitely going to be out of the West. They're better than they are last year so. It's kind of hard to be against them, man. They're sitting in the third seat right now. Mike, what are your thoughts? You got the Utah Jazz first. The Clippers are sitting second. You got the Phoenix Suns actually in fourth. We saw Booker getting that all-star nod after everyone thought he was going to get snubbed. But yet he replaces Anthony Davis on that roster. Like I mentioned, the Warriors are sitting eighth. Denver, for as good as they went down to the wire last season with the mm-hmm. Lakers to try to compete for the championship, they're actually sitting in seventh. And the old, you know, obviously not old, but I guess you could say the revamped Spurs are in sixth. I mean, the West is always fun, as it always is. These teams are just, I mean, you even got Dallas, you know, Dallas that got deep into the, you know, that did good in the playoffs last season. They're not even in the picture this year. So the Rockets, I mean, it's crazy. Without Harden, they're second to last in the West. That's, I mean, I, I really don't know what to say. I knew that the West was going to be even, I mean, I wouldn't say even better this year, but I knew that with the Warriors kind of coming back from that year that they had last season, I knew that the West was going to be, you know, obviously the the conference to compete for. But what do you, what are your guys' thoughts, man? You guys think that uh, it's a foregone conclusion with the Jazz, or do you think that 
the Clippers are going to be able to make a push to try to get that first seed. It's going to be interesting to see all this shakeup, you know, um, kind of pan out and stick. You know, is it going to be those preseason, you know, favorites, the one, two and three seeds going to be in the Eastern Western Conference finals. And it's going to be like, oh, there was parody during the regular season. It was fun to see the Jazz in first place. But there they are again, the two L.A. teams at the end of it, you know, or, you know, so it's it's going to be interesting to see if it if it can stick. I hope it does, because that's makes the NBA more interesting to me. Like Laker fans might disagree with me and say, oh, no, I want Lakers to win every year. Obviously, you want your team to win every year. So do the Patriots. And they won, you know, six times in, you know, like nine tries. So, I mean, but I hope that it's it stays where it's at. Obviously, the Warriors in the playoffs, you know, being a Warriors fan. But something like a shakeup, even if it's every year, you know, because we see like we talk about all the time. There's like. You go into the season and there is legit like four teams that can realistically win the championship. And now that you have this parody and stuff, and and I don't know if it had anything to do with COVID and everything's just kind of shaken up. But dude, I I'm I'm loving it right now. I'm loving the new teams in new positions, and I hope it stays. Let me get your take on something real quick too, Mike. I know the Warriors were in like the eighth seed right now, and mm-hmm. to me personally, I actually don't mind it because right now we can't really take nights off. Curry has to play like every game. We can't be, oh, let me just rest him on the back-to-backs. You do want him to rest at some point, maybe for down the road when it really, really matters. But then again, like in your opinion, do you actually think it might be a blessing in disguise? So they kind of just kind of come ahead and have that hunger like the whole season. Like, hey, you know, we're like an eight seed team. We aren't this first, second, third seed team like we used to be. Well, yeah, you, you would think that teams, some teams would thrive and some teams that would need the rest. Some teams who are more injured and they need like the older older heads like LeBron, like he needs a little bit of rest. Of course. So that way he can just play just balls to the wall for 16 wins during the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like Breeze. Remember when Breeze missed, what, six game, five or six games last season and they won every single game with Teddy Bridgewater? I think he was a little fresh for the playoffs. They didn't do anything. But that's what I'm saying. Like some players say, and teams yeah. would thrive off off the rest but then some players and teams like no like we're young like we're fresh like let's go so you know they're bound to win more games when they have less rest so it might be what you know the giants suffered in 2010 12 and 14 where you you see buster posey when like when they win it's just like bro i'm tired you know like i play 162 games in 180 days and then a full playoffs and we do this every other year for five years bro i can't take it anymore you might have that but I think when they hoist a trophy, it might be worth it. Hoist it, the couple of beers. Yeah, you forget about all the pain. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just take an ice bath. You'll be fine. You know? Uh, Mark, so what about the uh, the NHL? Did you watch the Tahoe game? Uh, I tuned in. You guys yeah. got my thoughts on it. I thought that where they did it, I tried to be lakeside. I thought it was somewhat nice scenery but i don't know it just i didn't get that that feeling of that it was a, uh i don't know maybe it was because it was lacking some fans and I, was it just me or did the rink seem just really really small for some reason that just yeah. it just did not seem like a regulation hockey rink to me i don't know if it was just because there wasn't a, some big grandstands around it or whatnot yeah, true. but yeah, because it just, was it was like the perfect year to not have fans, you know, because it was just on the 18th green of some golf course. It, yeah, it was. like it wasn't like it wasn't at a huge stadium, and then with no fans, because that would have really sucked. At least you had no fans, but at least you had some scenery this time. So I don't know, it it was kind of weird. 
I don't know. I like the idea of having it just in, you know, in general. It's something different. I know they had it, I don't know where it was, a handful of years ago where they had the same thing uh, happen where it was a little too hot and the ice was starting to melt. So they had to postpone the game until a later time in the evening. But overall, I mean, I think it's an awesome thing. I mean, it's different to think that you can go to an outdoor hockey game. I mean, especially in South Lake Tahoe, I mean, you got the scenery, the lake, the mountains with all the snow. It kind of felt, you know, kind of fit the mood. So to me personally, I mean, I wish it was our Sharks. I mean, that would have been a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, how, how about not having the Sharks in there? You guys heard my gripe on it. You guys want to change these conferences into four different conferences that are regional geography or geographically, if you will, because of the fact that you don't want travel and you want to limit the travel due to covid and the restrictions and whatnot but then you're gonna have all these east coast teams <laughs> you're gonna have these east coast teams flying all the way to tahoe when you had obviously the closest damn team to tahoe and san jose sharks that they don't even play now don't get me wrong i'm not gonna sit here and say that the san jose sharks this season are are you know are, should be it should be in a prime time spot like that the way they perform but at the end of the day, man, I just uh, don't sit here and lie to us, Gary Bettman, and tell us that it's about uh, protocol when uh, protocol and you safety. Know, when it's about money, you know. <laughs> yeah, he should be suspended like Chip Ganassi does. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there it but, is. but you're right though. You're right though. I mean, you had you look at the teams in the area. So they picked the best two teams, the Golden Knights, which are just up the freeway, and then they in the Colorado Avalanche were like, ah, it's a small flight. You know, from Denver to Tahoe, it's fine. Sharks, Kings, and Ducks. I, I'm not sure how the I'm not sh- too sure how the Kings and Ducks are doing, but the Sharks are like a bottom five in the conference team. They're not doing well, so they said, figure, okay, we need two games. Like, okay, we're gonna risk this. We're gonna risk some, you know, some blowback from the media. And you know, what? screw it. We're gonna get one of the best selling tickets in hockey right now, the Flyers and the Bruins. Come yeah. on now, that's gonna get so many viewers. We're gonna lose millions of dollars and millions of viewers if we show the Sharks and Ducks. Like what the hell? No thanks. Next year, if they had it in Tahoe, they could put the new team, the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken. Got to do that. You have to do that. You have to put them in one of the games, because according to Mark, the Kraken are going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals next year, just like the VGK was in their first <laughs> year. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it was kind of weird, but but I completely agree with you, Mark. If if like don't don't um, you know don't be a hypocrite like that. You know if you're going to stick to your guns with uh, like everything else. We know why you did it, so go. You know, I don't know. We know why we did it. It was a good platforming ultimately to have the best teams in it. I mean, like you guys said, just be upfront. Hey, this is a kind of an event that everyone's going to be watching outdoor hockey for the hockey fans. If you want to have the best teams out there, have the best teams out there, but just don't have this. We're going to be geographically uh, motivated into our decisions, but for this event, we're going to kind of step out of the box and get the best teams. But hey, you know what? I think overall it is a good event. If they guys were just a little bit more honest, it would have been better. Sharks, please get better because those are events that you guys should be in. I mean, we miss you yeah. guys right now. We were just playing like crap. Unfortunately, didn't yeah. play tonight. Hurdle with the COVID protocol. So hopefully he gets better yeah. soon. Yeah, that's right. So over across the pond to England for the EPL. Got a little bit of uh, – we had a couple games – um, Mark, you're kind of low on your Liverpool Reds. Um, I mean, Manchester United had kind of been up and down the few weeks. I mean, they had a tie, they had a loss, I believe, but then they had like two or three wins and yet they still, them and Leicester, I think sit 10 points behind Manchester city. I think they've won 18 straight games in all competitions. So I don't, I don't know. 
unless they slow down a lot, they have to lose or tie a bunch of games in a row, but I don't know if anyone's catching them. What do you guys think of the EPL season right now? Uh, season's over. Uh, I mean, you know, Man City, they're one of those teams that once they get going, we were talking about them like a month ago, that they were like six points back with like two games in hand. And I mean, Man United, unfortunately, have kind of just been up and down collectively for like the past five seasons, even though they were in first place for like a week or two this year. That was like Liverpool, a couple of days. A couple of days. <laughs> I guess I was giving them some credit. But Liverpool, you know, another team that, I mean, they're full of so much talent, but with just all those injuries and just some of the unfortunate things that have happened throughout the year. Some players getting COVID. Obviously, Klopp losing his mother. Actually, today, uh, Allison, Allison, you know, the goalkeeper, his uh, father died. So just another wrench into the season of, you know, you don't know how much time he may miss going to be back with the family. So his father drowned in a lake. In the uh, lake in Supposedly. Brazil. So, I mean, he's already had a bunch of howlers lately this season. Obviously, Allison Becker has not been up to par with what he has been in the past. And, man, with his father dying over the weekend or whatnot, I think it's just going to even – man, it's going to add to Liverpool's struggles at that. I mean, obviously, Liverpool, they only have one thing to look at now, and that's the Champions League. And I don't even know how good they can t- contend in that, honestly. It's a tough thing, too, because you see a lot of the players, like even on the team, kind of like, hey, we're not going to win the champions, you know, or sorry, the EPL title this year. Like Sadio Mane came out and said it. I think Gomez came out and said it. So it's kind of like they should just focus on the Champions League at this point. You know, you still want to come out with some silverware by the end of the season. So we'll see what happens. Is it going to be like Klopp's mom, though? Like, I don't think he was able to travel for the funeral. Is the goalkeeper going to be able to? Like, it's kind of it's, it sucks that he wasn't able to even see his mom buried. Dude, I have no idea how they're going to. Yeah, because I know they have a whole bunch of protocols with the travel you can do. They are still technically in season. So, I mean, going to Brazil, that whole situation. I mean, if he goes, you know, he'll probably be gone for at least two weeks between going to the actual, you know, funeral, probably some protocol in between. But I don't know. It's a tough situation right now, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean. The season, Mark, you agree with Sean? Like, like, is this season over? Yeah, I think that they kind of, it's a tale of two seasons, really. You have the 2020 season where it seemed like Manchester City just caught COVID the whole first half. Right. And now you switch over to 2021. And really, ever since uh, Biden took over, the numbers have gone down and Manchester said his numbers have gone up. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, if you're a Manchester City fan out there, you got to kind of tip the hat to their their resurgence, really, this season. At the end of the day, Sergio Aguero, what happened to him? He's been hurt. I don't even think he's been playing at all, right? And if all season, or maybe he played in the beginning of this season, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. man, pretty much you can say arguably their best player, scorer, if you will, hasn't been playing. And these guys are just balling. Uh, Sterling, guys fast as hell. You got uh, Ga- Ga- Jesus stepping up today in the Champions League. I believe they won that. Uh, two nothing. Two nothing. So mm-hmm. they're still the favorites right now. I see that. I think for the Champions League, Manchester City is the favorites. Byron and I think uh, Dortmund and Liverpool are up there as well. Did you but, see the goals against also for Man City in the Premier League? They've only given up 15 goals in 25 games. Good Lord. That's 
I mean, the critical thing to me, they're giving up literally less than one goal a game. So, I mean, at that point, your goal yeah. differentials plus 35. No other team is above no 21. Other, so, I yeah. mean. I mean, it's like, so what's more surprising to you guys? Teams like Liverpool and Tottenham and Arsenal struggling or that West Ham United is in fourth place, two points ahead of Chelsea. What's more surprising to you guys? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the Hammers are the Hammers, right? You can't really ever count them out. They are one of those London teams. They do consistently stay uh, or they consistently do stay promoted in this top league and not really, you know, get relegated, if you will. Yeah, but but fourth place. But yeah, I've been I mean, watching this. I've been watching this league for Jesse Lingard, like baby. Don't matter. They got Jesse Lingard now. <laughs> Four goals in three games, man. He's <laughs> hey, he's dancing over there, playing some good football. But I, now it's funny you said that too, Mike. Because even looking at the standings, there's always that one team. You know, the Leicester City, how they were good. Wolves last year, you know, they were like a top six team. West Ham this year. So there's always like one or two teams, like. How the hell are they kind of doing as good as they're doing? But, I mean, Chelsea, too. I mean, with man, with all the players they buy to be in fifth place right now, I mean, they're only, you know, two points out of fourth. But look at some of these teams. Like, a, you know, Arsenal 11, Tottenham in ninth, Wolves now in 12th. Like, there's some good quality names, and they're really not where you would expect them to be. Yeah, I see, this, I see West Ham dropping out, and I see, obviously, Man City winning it. And then... One of Manchester United, Leicester City, Chelsea, and Liverpool being left out of the top four. Two through four is going to be three of those teams. That's my prediction for the rest of the season going forward. I don't think Everton's going to make a jump. Aston Villa, I mean, even Arsenal's down there at like, what, 20-something points out. Tottenham, no. It's going to be one of those, uh, two, three of those four teams that are going to get in uh, two through fourth place, and then one of them's going to be left out with West Ham. Well, we can't figure about Liverpool needing to play for something kind of important for next year because if they don't win the Champions League this year, they better make sure they're in that top four because right now, sitting where they're at, you know, sixth place isn't going to get them in a Champions League spot. So it's barely going to get them in the Europa Europa League. So <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, Jota was at practice yesterday, so it's good to see that he's back. Hopefully, he can make an impact for them. But just collectively, they need to get back to where they want to be. Again, they're only three points out of fifth, so it isn't like they're the complete panic button at this point but title wise i think they're definitely done yeah we'll see so before we get into the uh big nascar scene you know we've had since we've actually recorded uh and gone live we've had two races in daytona so we'll get to that in a second but nfl news man like nfl news just doesn't stop you know since we recorded episode 100 two weekends ago you know carson wentz has been traded to the indianapolis colts for um, a bag of melons you know and yeah, so what do we th- like? What do we think? I heard a story yesterday that half of the teams in the NFL called the Seattle Seahawks about Russell Wilson. Half of the teams in the NFL do not call the Seattle Seahawks if Russell Wilson is not available for a trade. Deshaun Watson still doesn't have a team. Uh, I just heard from the Clay Travis on Outkick the coverage yesterday that they had. Uh, if you go to like Bovada or one of those gambling sites or whatever. The Denver Broncos, one of the teams that have not not been talked about, are the favorites to have Deshaun Watson start Week One, and I, that's what I want to get. That's what I want to get into first because he's right. You know, like praise John Elway for going out and getting um, Peyton Manning for like four or five seasons, going to two Super Bowls, winning one. You know, kind of his swan song. He goes out that way. But since John Elway retired, they have not been able to draft a quarterback 
worth a diddly poo. So, I mean, why not go out and get Deshaun Watson? Because they figure if we're going to give up a couple, like a bunch of first round picks, the quarterback market after this season is not very good. So in the next two, three seasons, if we were going to think about drafting a quarterback, it's going to be a, probably a dud anyways. We can't pick the right guy. So go out and just give up some, uh, some capital for Deshaun Watson, you know? I, I'm really questioning Deshaun Watson's intentions here because he keeps saying I want to leave Houston and I see every player who probably wants to leave there because they have a whole bunch of internal issues so it's a you know I want to go to a winning team which obviously he's kind of showing that he really doesn't want to because he said he'd go to the Jets he said he'd go to Denver so b he just wants to you know a new scenery hopefully bring some talent and they can obviously add some chips so if that's the case you go to a Jerry Judy Melvin Gordon Philip Lindsay football team that, you know, Noah Font, they have some good young talent. So from that standpoint, hey, I mean, Paxton Lynch, that wasn't the guy. Uh, God, ever since, you know, Peyton Manning, they really haven't had anybody. So why wouldn't you give up the draft picks at this point? You might as mm-hmm. well get like, you know, one of the top six, top seven quarterbacks in the league on your team, add a couple of pieces and hey, maybe you'll be competing for second place, because, you know, the Chiefs are probably going to take first place for the next 10 years in that division. Mark, what do you think about this situation in Houston? You mentioned the Chiefs, Sean. Actually, I beg to differ with you, man. I think that the Chiefs, uh, and we'll get back to Houston in a second. Do I think that Deshaun Watson is going to end up on Denver? That's still to be seen. I do think that they will prosper very good if they do make a trade or whatnot for him. I just think that the NFL is just getting a little bit crazy. You see Mahomes. I mean, let me ask you guys this question. You guys think that Mahomes is going to get back to the Super Bowl three years in a row? Three years in a row. When was the last time a team made it to the Super Bowl three years in a row? Don't get me wrong. I know Mahomes is good. I know Kansas City is good. But we see, as we've seen, obviously, from our lovable warriors, as the years start dwindling on, as these players start trading, as – you know, things start happening in the organization. Players start getting older. It gets things change, man. And I just honestly, I'll come on the record here on episode 101, and I'll be honest to say that I don't believe that the that the Chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl next season. I think that this loss by Tom Brady that handed them that you know the first game in Mahomes' history that he hasn't even scored a touchdown. I think that that was kind of a little you know a precursor to what we might expect coming up from the Chiefs this season, not to say that they're not going to make the playoffs or anything like that, but what we're accustomed to them seeing them lose, what, one, two, three games a season. And I'll be quite honest with you guys. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose like three to five next season, kind of end up, you know, in that, oh, I don't even know how many games they're going to play. They're talking about a 17 game season. Maybe for the NFL next year, if you guys have any news on that, if you guys heard any uh, better rumors than I have, but there might be a 17 game uh, season next season in the NFL. So I don't know. I mean, I could see Kansas City going, what, like 14 and three, you know, whatever, 13 and five or 13 and four. You know, I think that I just think that it's going to be hard. They're going to. There, it's going to be kind of uh, you talk about those uh, hangover seasons and uh, maybe the team that wins doesn't always have this hangover. Maybe it's the team that loses, you know, and yeah. go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say like, well, like I'll have to see 
because you would think that winning the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs, when they beat when they won it two years ago, they'd have the hangover season, and yet they just lost one game to the Las Vegas Raiders. So I mean, like I'm I I kind of agree with you, but then I kind of don't. Like I'd have to like um so it's like a show. Se- me. So Seattle like, made it's a show so, me season. So show me that me you're going to have the downfall. Show me you're going to have the hiccup and the hangover season, and then I'll believe it. So but until then, it. I have to believe that they're going to be the odds-on favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. Maybe Buffalo. Does uh, does Baltimore get better? Does Cleveland get better? I don't know. I, like right now, if you ask me, I say that they'd go back to third straight year. I, I like how you did that too. Is it the show me season uh, from the Kansas City coming out of Missouri? But let me sure. ask you guys this. And Sean, I know you had a thought real quick, but we'll get back to that. Let me ask you guys this, man. Seattle, they made it to those two seasons or those two Super Bowls back to back. Has they made it since? No, sir. Go ahead, Sean. What was what were you thinking? Well, I think that's true, but you also got to think Seattle and the Chiefs are two different teams. That third year after the two Super Bowl appearances was a whole different football team. I think we got to see how the offseason goes for the Chiefs. And if they have pretty much the same roster as they did last season, I'm kind of with Mike. There's no reason why they shouldn't get there a third year in a row. And I would almost go as far as saying they might be the favorites. I mean, you got to look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They won the Super Bowl, but Levante David, he's a free agent. Godwin's a free agent. Fournette's a free agent. They got a lot of free agents. So, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say that the Chiefs at this point aren't going to be representing the AFC. But then again, we're still so early in you know, the free agent market, the draft. There's so many things that has to play out. So we'll see what happens. We're kind of talking a little early before any transactions happen. So one AFC team that I didn't really say is the Indianapolis Colts. Does that change anything in your guys' eyes oh, with, man. with Carson Wentz? Like, cause, cause Mark, you and my brother Steve, and you guys are like, oh, Wentz is trash. Wentz is like a bottom ten, you know, quarterback. Blah blah blah. So is <sighs> is it gonna be man. resurgence? He's playing indoors. Wentz he has nice. offensive line. He has some really nice weapons. He has a better defense. Like he is in a much better situ- um, situation right now. Uh, sidebar. What's up, Jose? Pop thirteen prospect. Thank you so much for checking in. Um, but yeah. So what do you guys think about that? I love that trade for once. It's funny because once their offense completely changed, no fullback offense um, in Philly, he was getting sacked left and right. Yes, he made some stupid decisions, too. I'm not going to just completely say it was that offensive line's fault. But we also seen a damn good Carson Wentz that helped them get to the Super Bowl. Yes, Nick Foles did win the Super Bowl. But to go to the team that he went to, he has a nice, shiny toy in the backfield in Jonathan Taylor. I think the top five best offensive line in football with some good receivers and Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, and that defense, bro, they're stacked. So, I mean, if there is ever a career resurgence and going to the perfect team, it's this combination right here. I mean, I can see on your face, Mike, that you agree with that. We know Carson Wentz has the talent. And to go to the team that he's on now, that they're actually going to establish the run, not just depend on Carson Wentz to throw the football and basically get his head knocked off with no offensive line help. I think Carson, man, he's in a good spot right here to thrive. I mean, the year that they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, he was having that Derek Carr type season where like halfway through the year, you're like, uh, yes, hands down MVP this season. Easily. Then he gets hurt and Nick Foles comes in and wins them playoff games and wins the Super Bowl. 
Uh, same thing happened with Derek Carr in 16 when he broke his leg. So he has he has the potential. It's not like the last two seasons are what people need to see going forward with Carson Wentz. Mark, what do you think about the trade? Like, do you think this is like like how do you think? It's are they going to be the team now to go the Super Bowl in the AFC or is it Buffalo? Like, you know, how does that change it? Do I think that they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl because the team that they're going to build around him? Yes, I do believe that. But uh, you talk about potential. I mean, he has potential to what? Break a couple more bones? I mean, you guys know I, you know, you guys know I'm very bearish when it comes to the Wentz tra- stock. You know, I just think that the one thing that I do believe in and that I do think is on his side uh, is that I believe that he's getting. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that he's getting paired up with his former offensive coordinator, uh, Frank Wright. Are was yes. he? That's right. Yes. Right. That's Frank Wright. In right? Philadelphia, like that season. That season. He's paired back up with him. So. So I think that's honestly why the Colts made that move because they knew that Frank. Obviously, they obviously know that Frank Wright's the coach, but uh, they think that they can kind of make them gel together. And I think, you know what? The more I, the more that I think about that combination, I think that he can strive. But honestly, guys, uh, injuries are going to be the key and health. Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Because if he's not, it doesn't matter. If you're not on the field, it really doesn't matter how much you're getting paid or who's around you or whatnot. But uh, I know Sean's got a little bit to say something to say on this. But at the end of the day, I mean, my opinion on it is, yeah, he's indoors. I don't think that matters. I think he's a good outdoor quarterback. And you know how I am about those statistics when it comes to handicapping quarterbacks at times, but I think that he'll do good indoors as well. He just got to stay healthy, man. You know what? I You took the words right out of my mouth with him is completely health. Cause if you look at his statistics, there's no reason why he can't strive in his rookie year. He had 16 touchdowns, 14 picks rookie. No one's worried about that. Second year, 33 touchdowns, seven picks after that 21 touchdowns, seven picks after that 27 touchdowns, seven picks. And last year, obviously, the disaster season. But seven picks only for three straight seasons when he was healthy, when he was balling, and he had over 20 touchdowns in all those years, and one of them with the 30-touchdown season. The guy can play football. And you said it best, Mark. If he is healthy, he has a little bit of protection. He has better offensive weapons on this team than he ever had in Philadelphia. So, I mean, hey, I'm hoping he can stay healthy and he can – kind of shut the naysayers up a little bit because if you're going to get rid of me to start Jalen Hurts who I mean he had a couple you know good games you know his speed yeah you know I don't know if I'm sold on that kid but Carson Wentz go out there and ball boy you got the team yeah so we'll see man uh hopefully we'll have some more news uh next week in the NFL but let's round out the sports section by getting into some NASCAR uh, Mark, you have some uh, strong get words. Some, get into some NASCAR. Some NASCAR. Mark, I know you have some strong words for these first two races, the Daytona 500 and, of course, the Daytona Road Course. <laughs> this Sunday we have a race in Miami, so our third of three uh, races to start the season in Florida. Mark, I'm going to start with you. How uh, did you like those last two laps Love over it. there in, uh, <laughs> in Daytona, man? It's Pretty crazy. It's unbelievable, although I will say – that I did not lose my ass when it came to the Daytona road course, because uh, although um, there was a couple, uh, you know, wrecks that I was uh, caught in and whatnot, but 
at the end of the day, uh, Joey Logano, he finished second. <laughs> I wish that the race would have been, what was it, 253 miles? I wish it was 252 and Joey would have <laughs> been racing the trophy. <laughs> but nonetheless, the 22 Shell Penzo Ford gave it all that he could. At the end of the day, Christopher Bell tipped the hat. The guy uh, got his first win in the NASCAR Cup Series, and now Coach Joe Gibbs and the Toyota team is sitting there looking like, uh, you know, perfect, you know, you know, like they called the right, the right play at the yeah at the end of the day, man. Come on, Christopher Bell, the dude comes over to JGR and in his damn second race at in, in at the team, he wins a race. So you got Michael McDowell now. He won the Daytona 500. You got Christopher Bell. He won the, Day- the Daytona Road Course. And now there's 14 spots left, man. I I think this season is gonna be nuts with all these uh extra road courses going on and uh practice that's one of my gripes if you wanted to talk about it uh not just losing on the third turn at daytona with the two guys that i had for the win and team penske leading but at the end of the day man what's gonna happen this season we'll get into the to the race in homestead in a little bit but i want to ask you guys what if there's more than 16 winners this season I've heard that's a a little bit of talk going on in the NASCAR. I was going to ask you that. Like, did they has that ever happened before? It's never happened. And what's NASCAR going to do about it if it does happen? That's what I post to you guys. You guys have any thoughts, comments, concerns? I mean, it would be. I mean, just like any other tiebreaker, like you know, you say you know, home record or head to head record. Wouldn't you just say that after this, after like, if you have eighteen different winners this year, wouldn't you just say that? the top 16 teams points wise would go in it's the logical mm. way because if, if you have, cause if you have like I mean, a guy who's in, like if you have a guy who's who gets in at 16 and the guy that's left out at 17, 18, but the guy who's in 17, 18 has more points than the guy. Then how, why the hell do you keep track of points? I mean, well, I, I know like why you're talking points, about an Almendinger that runs for colleague in the road races and in, in the cup series, but not full time. If he was to win one of these road races, you know, obviously he was doing good until um, actually, sorry, that was in the that was against Austin Sindrick in the Xfinity race. But Almendinger did also run in the cup race. Uh, shout out Almendinger, boy from Los Gatos, California, about 30 minutes down the highway from me. But at the end of the day, if he was to get in, I could totally see what you're saying, Mike, because obviously he won a race, but he's not a full time. You know, he, he doesn't run full time. Like, so let's just mm-hmm. say like if a Newman won a race, he runs full time. We obviously haven't seen him winning much lately in his career. But if he was to win this year, he'd be in. And I think that he'd be more deserving so than an Almondinger would with a one off. And, you know, I think that's how you would have to start dwindling it down into who would be the top 16. I mean, I don't know how NASCAR would be thinking about it. That's just my opinion. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts? Kind of agree with you. I mean, you got to kind of consider who's the full-time racer, but I also got to consider the points, like what Mike said. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, 17 and 18 has more points, for example, than somebody. I mean, there's no reason why those guys shouldn't be ahead. I don't think there's any other way. What are you going to say who had the most races overall that they won during the season, the most laps led throughout the whole season? Like like any sport, you have different tiebreakers. So it's something that they should, I guess, start even just bringing up the fans to a degree. Like, hey, you know, 
But they don't the have type... anything right now? Do they not have anything set Yeah, I mean, we've never even heard of, like, any possibility of this. So, I mean... That means that there needs to be something in the rules, right? I mean, something has to be written in the rules before you just, like, say, oh, like, halfway through the season, like, oh, crap, we're, like, ten races and we, have nine, and we have nine <laughs> different winners. Like, uh, what the hell are we going to do? But I told you guys, I, I told you guys, I said, look, something about speed weeks doesn't seem right. Remember I said I was like, it's just, uh, yeah. I, I knew it was at Daytona and anything could happen. But I was just like, the Fords aren't fast as they used to be. Um, it, you know, 23 and 11 team came on like the first race. Obviously, Bubba didn't really do diddly squat on the road course. We all know that the that the draft is the great equalizer, as they like to say in that sport. But uh, at the end of the day, man, I just think that that, you know, the parody going into this season, I still think is going to be crazy. I still think that Bubba Wallace is still going to be very good on a lot of these tracks going forward. Uh, Miami homestead if you guys want to get into it i think that yeah. your guy kyle larson this dude is gonna be bad as hell i mean he's coming into this season with a vengeance and he's kind of just keeping his mouth closed if you guys saw me on camera for everyone that's live with us by the way this is the comic bookies podcast brought to you by treasure island comics in fremont california make sure you check out alex he can get you curbside. He can get your DC comics that were late because of the snowstorms, but they're coming in on Friday. Mm-hmm. You can go in and get them. Mike's disappointed he didn't get to go in, but nonetheless, uh, let's get back to it, guys. Yeah, I think that Homestead Miami is going to be great for Larson. I would like to see him in the top 10. I might even be putting some wagers down on him. And I think that uh, Hamlin's going to be fast. Logano's going to start P2 alongside him. So I think that he's going to be one to reckon with. I mean, Logano's been knocking on the door. And when you keep knocking on the door, baby, you eventually get yeah, in. Get down, yeah, man, bust that yeah. thing down. Um, Miami's a weird one for me because ever since I've been watching, Miami's been the championship race, right? So you have guys who have won it in the last couple of years. You have Logano has, has one race win. You know, um, Hamlin has three, even though he's never won the championship. But Kyle Busch... Martin Truex, all these guys have wins, but it was because it was the last race of the year, and up until last year, that's what it was as far as what I'm concerned with. But I, I but I agree with you, bro. I don't know if I'm going to take him to win, but the last uh, – ever since 2015, you have Kyle Larson with a fifth-place finish, a second-place finish, a third-place finish, a 13th-place finish. And in 2019, he did finish dead last at, in 40th, but in stage one, stage two, he finished second and third. He had an engine problem. So he's won three stages, and in six total, he has three – I'm sorry, six top three finishes in stages in the last three races he's raced there. So he, I think he's going to be up there. Not sure if I'm going to pick him to win. I think I'd go with someone like Joey Logano or Denny Hamlin just because, you know, I don't think Miami's going to show a lot of parity as far as the top five, top ten. But, um, hey, as far as I'm concerned, I hope – I sure as hell hope he wins. And that to what you said, man, Kyle has been racing really good last week with the exception of, you know, the late incidences of the <sighs> race where he oh, slid out, me. man. Yeah, you know, you see his confidence is up, and like Mark said, he's just kind of just shutting up, staying quiet, and just racing hard. I mean, and all the racers are racing hard. Kyle did good. Uh, Chase did good. Obviously, Logano did good. Didn't get the win. But just like kind of watching the first two races of the season, that's one thing I've really, really caught my eye is just like the aggressiveness. Like these racers, like they're getting it, man. And I'm really enjoying it. And it was funny because 
right after they did the zoom in camera of watching their hands, especially on that road course, mm-hmm. Mark's like, man, this is so dope. And I was like, man, I could not agree more. That was like one of the coolest features that they added to the NASCAR. And I know they do it, you know, for every race going into the car or zoom uh, camera, but for them to do it, man, watching it on the road course, especially you see those hands going back and forth, back and forth at the speeds that they're going at. So, I mean, this upcoming race at Homestead, hey, you know, Larson, the way he's going right now, it's a matter of time with that guy right now. There's yeah. no doubt about it. He's racing good. And he's and he and he joined, I mean, in my opinion, a team with a lot more resources. You know, obviously Hendrick Motorsports, they build a lot of the engines, chassis and whatnot, bodies, yes. if you will, for a lot of these teams. But yeah, I mean, if you guys want to look at some odds real quick, I'll tell you what, dude. Uh, Kyle Larson is fifth right there at seven and a half to one to win this race. Hamlin is favorite. Elliott second, five and a half to one. Hamlin four and a half to one. They keep on uh, cutting me short, but they keep on giving my guy double digits. Joey Logano ten to one. Uh, I'd be looking at you know him for some value. Blaney at fourteen to one, but. I don't know, man. I really like Larson in this race. I really, really do. I think that he had a chance last week as well. He's hungry. You saw him kind of drive that baby down deep into that turn a little too hard, you know, not knowing, you know, it's a heartbreaker. But I I like Larson on this track. I'm going to be definitely going to be looking for some head-to-head matchups with him, which are actually already up on our offshore book here and some, some, some matchups are up, but I'm going to be looking at Larson this year or sorry. Yeah. This year as well, but this race for sure. And coming up at Bristol in a couple weeks on that dirt, baby. Yeah. I mean, and then you have Christopher bell who is now in, in a JGR car. He's, he, he had an eighth place finish last year. So it's nothing really to go off as far as history is concerned, but you know, Austin Dillon, he has an average top 10 over the last couple races, you know, and then you have, you know, you got a, a bunch of drivers Harvick, you know, he's had 20 races there and he has a 7.4 average finish. So, I mean, like Denny Hamlin, he averages a top 10, you know, and, and chase Elliott's aver- only five races, but he averages a top eight, but all the numbers aside, uh, I'm going to take either I'm going to take either Denny Hamlin or Joey Logano to win this race. I hope Larson. I hope you're right, Mark. But I'm going to take those two, either one of those two guys. Looking at it, you know what, Christopher Bell, this guy to watch his car last week, he was literally going by people like they weren't even there. Like this guy was racing hard. His car was just blowing by people. So you know what? Especially it's a beyond small sample size with just one race. I'm either going to go Christopher Bell to go for the second week in a row or because he did do great last week with the exception of, you know, catching a little bit of grass and getting a little too aggressive like always. I'm going to go with my boy Chase because Chase, you know, he is the golden child according to <laughs> dude, that Mark a, right now. But That was a boss save when he went. When, dude, I thought he was, he done. Thought he was going out. straight into that poster board thing. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, how did he save that? You know, he's, he's he's racing. We're starting to see, like, he's just blossoming before our eyes and how talented he really is. So I'm going to definitely go with Chase. The Young Guns right now, man. Chase and Christopher Bell. I'll probably nice. go one of those guys. And that Christopher Bell pick, that's kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say you're going on a limb because he did just win the last race. But at the end of the day, man, I, I, I wouldn't shy away from Christopher Bell. Maybe not this week. But I think that on the dirt, he's going to give Larson some hell to be reckoned with when it comes to that Bristol race. That Great boy can – that, that 
that boy can swing him on the dirt. And at the end of the day, not just that, the guy's in the playoffs now, obviously, for winning the race. He's got Adam Stevens, which is Kyle Busch's old crew chief, right? He got The guy knows how to win. And the best part about it, they're already in the playoffs, so now they can just breathe, right? They don't have to worry about points racing. They don't have to worry about, you know, trying to make the playoffs. They're in. Second race of the season, win yep. and get in, baby. So now they can tweak. They can play around. They can do what, what they want to do. And now I think that... They're going to be a tough team. They're going to be a tough team to to mess around with joining that that, you know, organization that obviously is uh, week in and week out. Good as hell. So I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with with this young driver, Bell. So be on the lookout for him. I like that call, Sean. There you have it. So there's uh, there. There she blows there. There There is uh, the NASCAR. Everyone enjoy the race this Sunday in Miami. But as we transition from sports into comic books, uh, please, we are live right now on YouTube and Twitch. Please share the stream, you know, share with all your friends on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Follow us all on those social media platforms. Um, Follow TI Comics. That's our sponsor. Uh, go check out, you know, go check him out. Go there on Friday and Saturday to pick up your books because they will be there by then. But we're gonna take a quick break, a couple minutes, and we will be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Comic Boogies podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Bookies podcast, again, brought to you by Treasure Island Comics, Fremont, California. Guys, before we get into the comics, I want to give a shout out to Matt over at CrossFit Livermore. Uh, Go check them out. CrossFit Livermore, uh, they're open and ready for business. Uh, But Matt has his live podcast with our other buddy, uh, Albert, Shooting the Fit. Go check out their podcast. But he shouted us out on on his podcast last week saying that he went to Treasure Island Comics to pick up some books for his dad for his birthday and he told alex that he's he came here from the comic bookies podcast so you know just kind of you know giving it forward and you know so thanks to matt and thanks to everyone over at crossfit livermore so um let's get into some comic books guys so the comic book side of the podcast for those of you thank you so much for tuning in on youtube and twitch um please shoot us a question shoot us anything you want we're getting to the comic book side of the podcast we want to hear what you have to say about the books that you've currently been reading because we're sure as hell going to talk about it right now. Over on the DC side this week, today is February 24th, 2021. Uh, bunch of Future State. This is the last, I think, official. I think there might be one more week of like one or two Future State books, technically, even though it's going to be March. But Dark Detective 4, Batman, Superman 2, and Suicide Squad 2, to name a few. Uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, Batman, you know, the White Knight presents Harley Quinn number five, and then this new one shot, Generations Forge number one. Over on the Marvel side, we have Amazing Spider Man 60, X Men 18, Wolverine 10, New Mutants 16, and Captain Marvel number 26. And over on the smaller publishers, actually some of the ones that we like the most Image Comics, Monstrous 32, Crossover 4, Spawn 315, Department of Truth 6. And scumbag. I actually didn't write down what number that was. I think Mark isn't like four, four or five. Number five. Number yeah. five. Okay, cool. Over on Boom Studios, something is killing the children. Fifteen and Firefly twenty six. And finally, a couple aftershock books: Nuclear Family number one and Mark. I breathed a body number two. So let's get into some comic books, guys. So we, we did I not like that. 
You yeah, remember so you, you remember that I pulled I breathed into the body, <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's let's the one go. about the social media thing or whatever. So um, let's get into it. So shoot out some shout out some books you were excited for this week that I just named off, or other ones, or um, you know, some books that you enjoyed over the last two weeks since we didn't really uh, record an actual podcast last week, guys. Well, I did get Shadow Doctor. I did actually read it, and you know what? I know it's something you said that you weren't gonna put on your uh, pull list. And I don't think I'm going to, but I actually really enjoyed it. It was, yeah, you know. It, the first half was a lot better than the, like when he kind of came back and like the, the you know what actually most of it was good for me except the last page I was like really he's gonna like go and get help from the mob all right, all right cool I can see how this is playing out but the whole thing where he never had a chance to do anything like I really like his the you know the the will to win you know the perseverance of this character of course you know I had to do with obviously the race uh, situation we've all had to see you know throughout. The world mm-hmm. history of the U.S., but no, going from the beginning of uh, him being a little kid and they're having all that uh, alcohol in the back of the wagon, they're getting mm-hmm. you know, robbed by the Irish, and come to find out, you know, he's just an older gentleman, basically on his deathbed, telling the story of when he was a kid, wanting to be a doctor, and obviously being black at the time, they weren't accepted in a lot of places. Hard for him to find employment. Then exactly like you said, you know, he's seeking help from the mob and. That guy looked like Al Capone actually at the end. I was like, hey, could it be? I know, right? Yeah, it was. That one was pretty good though. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it didn't really catch my. If this was a couple years ago, where I was just pulling stuff like it's no, like it's nobody's business, I probably would pull it. But, um, I'm not gonna do it this week. Um, but what are you excited for this week, Sean? As you swig your cerveza. You know what? I hope all the listeners are at least having a nice beverage at the time. 10.42 p.m. There West we go. Coast time. You know, I got the Pacifico right now drinking one with my buddies. You know what? I'm actually looking through this week's books. And again, typical Sean looking up for all the number ones and new ones. I'm actually seeing Two Moons, number one from Image. That actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I also see uh, The Nuclear Family. Number I one, think... that's an Aftershock comic. So that one actually looks pretty good. I'm actually thinking about pulling one or the other, maybe both, who knows. But kind of just like looking at the cover of the book, already like, okay, Nuclear I believe, Family. Yeah, I believe me and Mark, I think we're pulling number one already, right, Mark? Nuclear Family? I'm not. Okay, I, I already have it on the pull, so I'm, I'm, so I'm getting it on Friday when I go into TI. Yeah, you know, you'll be there on Friday. I'm going to go on Saturday, but if, uh, he does have an extra one on Friday. Tell him to put it aside for me because you're looking Definitely. at it. I'm seeing that something happened nuclear-wise. We got to survive some tough times. And even just seeing the plot of it has to do with the dad taking care of his family. And he's a former Korean war vet, Tim McLean. So, no, I kind of like, you know, it looks pretty cool. The wage war on Russia, unthinkable tactics. So it has to do with the whole history aspects someone dropping a nuclear bomb in the midwest so i think it'll mm-hmm. be a cool story to check out i like it yeah um there's a couple books that i want to you know give a shout out to that i enjoyed over the last couple weeks i'm not going to get into these uh batman catwoman just yet i'm gonna save that for last because i think that was probably my favorite read of the week but what do you guys think of the direction and how they kind of ended the second arc of uh department i mean not department of truth i'm sorry um undiscovered country how did you like that how you know, unity. Oh, we're going, they were like we're going of, back a couple of weeks then, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's, Oh, that is, is that a couple of weeks? 
Yeah, it's about yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. So yeah, it was the week that we didn't record. So yeah, so I thought it was actually. I don't mean to like put you guys like, oh my god, I have to go back and open up the book because sometimes I have to do it. Like, oh wait a minute, he just (laughs) shouted out something that was like three weeks ago. I'm gonna have to go back and flip through it again. That happens. But I enjoy. But I enjoyed it. I I I really enjoy how they ended it, and um, I'm a fan of pirates. I guess you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean, all that stuff. So it's gonna be cool to see how this next arc um changes and everything. How they're gonna be, you know, pirates and stuff. But it was pretty cool how they actually like went into the mind of yeah, like how they were actually speaking to the children, you know, and they got to and they were able to break through like that. I kind of like the visual. I like the visual of them like but breaking for, for, free of her holds. That's I kind of enjoyed that part. But let me ask you guys this question, undiscovered countries fans. Let us know if you guys are reading it from uh, one of our favorite guys, Scott Snyder. And um, but I I think that that book, man, I started reading that last issue of that last arc that you mentioned to mentioned Mike. But at the end of the day, I think that there's such a deeper meaning in this book, and I think that. That's what really attached me because you said, oh, am I going to have to flip through it three weeks back? But no, I'm telling you, sometimes I feel like I am going to have to flip through it. But I didn't have to flip through it this time because I remember exactly what that book was about because I feel like the message that – what's his name? Well, I know Snyder, but what's the guy that Charlie – Charlie – the guy that he's writing it with? He's doing it. Charles Soule? Soul, yeah, he he's doing yeah. a he's doing a great job too, as as is everybody else on that book. But at the end of the day, I mean, the message that they're portraying is kind of crazy because you the land that they just left, which I believe was uh, Unity, right? So they just mm-hmm. left Unity, yeah. and you know the whole little the the mother of Unity that's fighting with Destiny, and Destiny eventually had that the 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 claw the claw from the yeah, crab. That was, that was dope. That was some dope art, right? So just yeah. snatched up the neck and everything. So I think that what was Unity telling the the clan, right, and and the brother and the sister, oh well, this is the best land. I'm telling you, and that uh, you can tr- you can travel the spiral, but when you end up at the end, you're gonna figure out that this is the best land, and it's kind of yeah. like I feel like the whole America thing and how. You know, you kind of the whole cancel culture that we got going on in this country. I don't want to get political, but I've re- I re- I actually do read the end of the <laughs> of the undiscovered country where Scott and Charles actually do their little um their little you know letter at the end, if you will, to the fans. That's how I found out that we're not going to get this book for another couple months because they're going to take a while off. So if you're That's undiscovered. Good. Uh, undiscovered country fan uh this is going to be the last arc that you're going to get for a couple months but man i just think that the message that they're showing and trying to sit is it's a little bit deeper than we're than i guess the average reader might kind of understand because that's something that i'm feeling right now because i think that they're going to go into the other land and now they're going to have to make a choice of thinking about unity and mark my words, they're going to be thinking about, should we have never left unity? But then this guy is going to be saying, you know, I think that it's going to be, it's all about going to be about picking sides, obviously. Right. But I, yeah. I, I, I really did enjoy it. I kind of, there's some ep- episodes, there's some issues that kind of fall off for me in a way, but I think that 
this little break that they take is going to be good. And I really li- in, am going to enjoy going forward how it's going to prevail. Uh, Joe in the chat asks, uh, do you all know anything about Pokemon cards? I mean, <laughs> there the current, he is. I mean, the current run right now, um, we know Pokemon cards cause I, you know, I think a lot of us collected them back in the day, but as far as I can, I know it's not new Pokemon, right? It's just like a new generation of the old Pokemon cards. So, you know, and then you have McDonald's that have like toys that have certain Pokemon things, but a few months but ago, what's getting, when they were big first, is, what's getting big is they're coming back in like. Uh, people that are buying up packs, I believe they're doing the opening and unboxing or opening yeah, yeah, yeah. and live streaming it and whatnot. And I mean, if you find that Charizard in there, boy, yeah, that Charizard, <laughs> boy, got that Charizard. Uh, yeah, I know. So it, it's pretty crazy how I, I was like shopping. I think it was Walmart like a few months ago, and some guy was where they put the cards at and like the toys, and he was opening up like cardboard boxes of the packs of cards. Cool. And there was literally like a dozen people just standing there waiting for him to put it on there so they could just bum rush the place and just, you know, snag up all these cards. So I think it's I think they just kind of re-upped all the cards and, you know, hey, just try to get, you know, old and new fans kind of back into it, you know. And, of course, some of these newer cards are going to be worth money years down the line. But but, uh, thanks for for the question. Whatever happened to that damn augmented reality damn game? Joe, where you at? I know you used to play that, Joe. My he used to be out there with his phone looking at the park. Oh, we gotta go find Pokemon here. Oh, Pokemon Go is still a thing. I don't think it's come as popular. Bro, that thing it's blew up. Not, that man. thing blew that thing blew up so damn bad that you had kids at parks, like dude, everyone looked like they were zombies, like with their phone just I know, I know. <laughs> dude. Whatever yeah. happened to that? How come we haven't had no other augmented reality? We 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 need to have an augmented reality Tiger Woods uh, driving game. I mean, oh, I oh, oh there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone behind it's the wheel? First burn of the night. <laughs> Anyone behind the wheel besides Eldrick at this point? Come no on, way. no, I can't believe we didn't so, bring him up in the sports. Come on, Eldrick, baby, what are you doing, man? So, so Joe said I recently bought a few packs of Pokemon cards just out of nostalgia, and I came across these Evolutions packs. In one of them, I pulled a Mega Charizard. Bro, no. What's, uh, no what's the mega, What's the What's the Mega price tag on that, Joe? Remember, Damn, we are the crazies, the comic bookies, so we do like value of things. So Damn, I know crazy. back in the day, you what, could what, what, like what, what did he say it was? Give me the name on uh, it. Well, Mega Charizard out of an evolution Pokemon pack. Yeah, it, it says it specifically it says Mega Charizard X, which is e, uh, he spells it EX. So I don't know. I don't know what that is. But but anyways, um, I also wanted to talk. So, Sean, how'd you like Thor? This last you know, issue of Thor, it was a little better than the first, uh, couple. Um, and it was like, like everyone good that we know lost, you know, like Thor, he's just at the bottom of Yggdrasil. Everyone lost. Jane, Dr. Strange had, makes an appearance. So obviously they're going to go back into, you know, this Blake, you know, so it, it's, it's not the best, but it's not like one of the ones where I'm like, ah, I'm going to dump it. Like I would still read it and it was actually more content for me to read. But I, um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting how they, how they go uh, forward with this. Cause it was like everyone lost. Yeah. I want to see the rebound for them. Cause like you said, everyone lost and it hit a point where like, like you said, I'm going to keep reading it. It definitely wasn't the best. And there are even, even some points where it kind of dragged on just a little bit. 
But the next issue I think is really important. Again, I'm not going to drop it off, but like they just need to get something to kind of like like reboost me a little bit, get the you know this yeah, get- self revive pack going because right now like I feel like the last couple have dragged on to a degree just a little, but there is content in it. That's the thing. So I just think they need that just like. That yeah. one, that one issue to just get me going again, because like I said, I mean, it was good to see Doctor Strange. That was awesome, good appearance. So I was like, okay, at least I got some included characters. So we'll see what happens. I was very pessimistic about the issue when I was just like nothing but like a Thor frog. Throg, bro, like, the, the whole this? frog thing killed me, bro. In the beginning, I'm like, what? What was it? Frog? Or what they call them? Throg. Frog. Throg. I was like, oh no, you didn't. You were still playing games. Yeah. Um, hey, Mike. Hey, do you have that Mega Charizard? I got that Mega Charizard. If it's at 2016, I see it here on eBay. You're going about 550. Uh, if it's not, I mean, this, these things are range. Don't get me twisted. I'm not uh, a, a aficionado on these Charizard cars, but I can ring in my boy that it, that is. But actually, my boy uh, David, that lives uh, up in Reno, where you know a couple of miles away from that beautiful Lake Tahoe NHL game was held at, he actually has like two brand new uh, Pokemon, the packs that are still wrapped in the plastic and everything. And he showed them. He showed them to me. He said, "Should I unbox them?" I'm like, "What are you talking? That this is this is actually how I found out about how Pokemon. I mean, all these cards are coming back. It's not just Pokemon. I mean, we got you know all these uh, Rain Gretzky that's been hitting the market for oh, crazy. Yeah, like with Jordan. Yeah. I mean, these cards have just been on a tear lately. So, it, I mean, every market. It just seems that I don't know what's going on. Our boy Jerome Powell, we heard him earlier today, just uh, the, the printing machine for the Fed. He just been – I don't know, man. I don't know if what's pumping all this money into these markets, whether it's the card market, the Pokemon market, you know, the gambling market on the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, there's probably I, – I don't know, man. I, what I do know, though, is that we got to ping my guy, man. Right now, we got to ping my guy, Frank Gogol. I know you're sleeping probably over there in the city mm. where you stay at, but ping him right now because I want to give a shout out. Dead Ed Kids Suburban Job number two is out today. Yeah. And yeah. man, I mean, it, congrats, it, Frank. Congrats, Frank. It's been such a long time coming since we actually was able to read the first one, right? Uh, being uh, mm-hmm. the the great podcast that we are, we get a little bit of uh, <laughs> we get a little bit of uh, perks that the the normal uh, public doesn't receive, and we get to get these things via um, PDF earlier from being oh so cool with these great writers and artists and whatnot. But nonetheless, man, Dead End Kids Suburban Jobs number two is coming at you, man. And I don't know if you guys really remember the story. I got it pulled up right here, so I'm kind of cheating. But at the end of the day, you have the you have the kids, right, that were from different backgrounds, if you will. I believe one was like a Middle Eastern woman and the or mm-hmm. girl, and the other one was like a Midwestern or Southern type of uh, Caucasian. Well, all, I mean, they all knew each other. So because at the end of the I, issue, they were like I, they kind of had a falling out. And I think they I think what brought them all together was they were um, directly if, uh, affected by September 11th. Someone that they knew and loved had died, whether it was in the war or whether it was actually on September 11th. Yeah. And you know what? At the end of the day, I've heard nothing but great 
reviews on these books and you know i guess i might be biased because i follow source point press obviously and i follow you know our boy gogol but at the end of the day he is doing a great job and you know it doesn't it makes me very very happy and nothing makes me more excited to see that guests on this show guests on this podcast artists you know writers and whatnot Guys that are really doing it in the business. You know, I have a couple buddies that have talked about bringing books to life and, you know, being trying to create something on their own because they have stories and visions themselves. But we we get to talk to guys week in and week out that are actually doing it and guys that, you know, obviously are getting their books on eBay priced and sold for more and getting sold out for even though it's a smaller publisher and they're not going to publish as many. But at the end of the day, man, if you can, if you can write a, a story and you can get it, you know, sold out from your publisher, Hey, you're winning at the end of the day. So Although, congratulations, Frank. Yeah. Everybody, Frank's, yeah. go ahead. everybody just check it out, man. Dead end kids. You guys could probably still get number one. Hopefully, Number two is out today. Check it out, man. Yeah, although you probably won't be getting any CGC signed copies of these books from Frank Ogle anytime soon. He posted today that he's today or yesterday that he's done with CGC. I guess he was uh, sent an invoice for like two hundred and forty dollars extra for shipping. So when he computed it all up, he was making two dollars every single book. No. So it like crazy. was like, I'm sorry, it's just like not worth it to me because CGC is just, you know, they are screwing me right now so uh sorry about that i mean i i didn't pay much when i you know i did it like what three years ago but uh i i'm hearing horror stories about cgc and obviously with the difficulty in mail right now and sending packages that over from the south and the east coast i can only imagine um but mark uh this is a good week for these small publishers i'm loving it uh department of truth comes out scumbag comes out uh dead end kid suburban job i love black of heart from source point press as well something I'm, I'm loving this week it's one of my you know it's the weeks that i look forward to and of course previews so we get to look at solicitations for like april may or whatever what but, do we uh, get from AWA this week? Do you know? I actually, because I, I actually didn't look. I actually did not look. Um, a, 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 I mean, I don't think we talked too much about Casual Fling. Maybe we did, but that one was great. Casual Fling was good. It was Casual, really good. I mean, it's another dirty one of girl. those dirty girl. Enough, dirty girl. I mean, she's not. But it's one of those. It's one of those ones where you could definitely see it happening. You know, it was, like I in mean, the real world. It's a yeah, and it's a little. This is what I love about AWA. I mean, Ronin's a little bit out there. That's another one we can talk about. But it just ended. It's arc. It's yeah. gonna probably come back like year zero. I don't know, Mike. Were you gonna pull it or uh, whatnot? Year zero, uh, like volume two or whatever. Yes, issue sir. number four is the only one from AWA out this week. Okay. So yeah, speaking of year zero, I did not pull the second story. I did not pull the second story of Resistance. I believe Mike did. Mike, let me know if you're going to pull Hell the yeah. second. Uh, yeah. For for resistance. Oh, yeah. It's on the pull, baby. Is it out yet? No, no. It's out like uh, March or April. And April, you're going to pull and you're going to pull American Ronin, the second story, you think? No. OK, so that I got a little too weird with the dreams and stuff and, and just, the dreams. And it just yeah. got too repetitive. And mm-hmm. exactly. So casual yeah. fling. That is one that I'm going to be pulling. Actually, I already called Alex. It's already well, now on and also list. I just it's a good story. You, you, the, the, and you know, I like because she wasn't trying to do nothing too 
dramatic. Jason <laughs> Star, she did, right? I mean, tell you, my Jason wife Star, gonna, right? My wife ain't gonna be out that late no more. No uh-uh. more. But but the dude, but the but come on, the dude came out and he was supposed to go back out to L.A. and he calls her back as she's on a family date with the with the kid and the dot and the dad and, and sorry the husband and she, he's over there calling her and oh my I delayed my my trip I'm staying here for another week and he's this on the guy. computer and he's got the mask and he's gonna just completely blackmail the shit out of her now you know he yeah. is this so guy is some some type of predator who you know they got money you know he scopes these people out and I don't know if it's just for you know just for kicks or if he's trying to get some blackmail money and stuff but yeah this is not gonna be a good situation for her uh and the rest of her family what's it a four or five issue story mark it's a uh, four issues right now um yeah I think yeah, the way AWA has been going right now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be a continuation kind of like all the other ones that we've gotten. I think mm-hmm. bad mother is all, I think bad mother was supposed to get some more bad mother as well. Or did that just end? I know mm-hmm. Grendel, I know Grendel, I, Kentu- I know Grendel Kentucky's coming back for Mike, but <laughs> no way. Sorry. Come I mean, AWA is AWA is amazing. Like the stuff that I am not really into, I'm really not into. But the stuff that I am, it's like, oh, keep it coming. You know, it's like definitely a 50-50, and it's on completely ends of the spectrum. Either zero Good or a hundred. Oh. Yeah, there's zero, no there's no gray area with Mike and AWA upshot. But let's go ahead and round it out by talking Batman's uh, Catwoman. Great black label. Tom uh, King, he's, he's he's doing it. You know, I, I love the artwork. I love the back and forth of the going to the future. And now we see uh, their daughter, Helena. So she's kind of like a Batman, like Batgirl, Catwoman bat, hybrid, cat. like bat the Batcat, cat, you know. So uh, an amazing story. And it's going to it's going to get a little hairy, pun intended, because she's going to start being the detective that she is. It's in her blood. And she's going to find out that her mother killed the Joker. So even though it was like a justifiable murder, it's still murder because she's still Bruce Wayne's daughter. You know, so it's going to be talking about it. It was interesting. I was like, oh, man, she's a Catwoman. You know, the original Catwoman has it's like that straight face. And you see how old she is. But the daughter's asking all these questions mentioning all these things about the mm-hmm. joker's murder and she goes murder is murder even if it's joker and catwoman just has a oh, shit oh man <laughs> and, but I, I like the end she goes oh really did you have did you see any clues <laughs> like did you find any clues like did you now what was she holding was that like one of her claws i couldn't see i couldn't figure and see what uh helena was holding when she, when it flashed to where she was at the murder it. scene uh it kind of looked like was it like a like one of her claws, maybe? I don't know. If it was one of her claws, and that's a dead giveaway. So it had to have been something else. I don't know. I was going to ask you also, because there was that one part where uh, Helena is with the new detective. Because obviously it's that's, not James Gordon. Who is that? That's Dick. That's, that's, that's Dick. Nightwing. So I that's, confirm, so that's Nightwing. I want to confirm that's who it yeah. is. I know uh, they were talking about the death of the former uh, captain's uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's a that's really good. Black Label doing it. I, that was I really Black, good, man. Yeah. But Black Label, I don't know why it's like. Is there a reason why it's Black Label? Do they like have any cussing or extra? Like, I wonder why it's Black Label. Like, that why can't no it just be a twelve thing. issue maxi series? You know, like I don't know why it's Black Label. Like, you would think that because it's Black Label, there'd be some cussing or there'd be some extra blood and you know, like a Punisher Max just guts hanging out of the place and people getting their heads chopped, you know, chopped off and shot off, you know. But I don't know. 
So we'll see. Mark, anything else? uh, Or can we can we move on? Uh, We got the Charizard. uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's more news on the Charizard. I got. I'm getting confirmation. It is the 2016, and it ranges anywhere between. I mean, obviously, if it's all bent up and beat up, you ain't gonna get diddly squat for it. But it's in the three to five hundred dollar range for this 2016 Charizard. So congratulations, Joseph. You have yourself well, the, a winner here, Johnny. Well this, the, well, this is the Evolutions pack. So if you got a Charizard in the Evolutions pack, I'm I'm only assuming wouldn't it be like a 2020 or a 2021 version of Charizard? That's true. No, it's a 2016. So there's oh okay so they have 2016 Charizard cards in a pack that he just bought. That's, that's kind of weird well, to me. Uh, he could have bought a used pack. I'm telling you, my buddy in Reno, mm. he's holding wow. packs that people just don't open. It's kind of like me with Jordans. I got Jordans that I've never worn, but yeah, I can sell yeah, them brand new, right? So yeah, it's it's weird because he said he recently bought a few packs. So. In unless some, some unless some guy had a few packs from 2016, I, yeah, I, I open but I don't yet. know enough about this to. to well, that's even. the gamble. That's what they do. They'll be like, oh, um, I got a pack from 2016, but there might not be that Charizard in there. So it's like you'll buy the pack, you'll buy the whole pack for say two hundred dollars, two fifty, three hundred, but you might hit big where you find one card and it pays for the whole pack right and then you just kind of slang off the other ones on the side kind of make you kind of make what five to a thousand dollars off something you spent two to three hundred on i mean but that's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying though. He he bought he just bought the pack, and it's the evolutions packs, which I mean, which those are brand new packs. These packs of cards have been, I think, packaged in 2020 or 2021. So do you have a 2016 Charizard in a newly packed pack of cards? That's interesting. Ask Joe, I think. I don't. Yeah, I have to ask Joe. I don't think that he bought a pack of cards at a place just for nostalgia and like, oh hey, you know what? This is collecting dust. Five years later, buy this. You know, I'm, I I don't know, but we'll but we'll ask him. So, um, but yeah, going from the comic book side, everyone, please go get your comics. Support your local comic book shop. We love it, even though we couldn't get really our our books today because of the travel and the weather across the country. You uh, wanted please. to smell them, didn't you? Oh, dude, yeah. previews just, big too. Come on, bro, you're gonna oh, freaking big. You're gonna make me go half. To, yeah, dude. I, I teasing, went back. Mike, teasing them. Dude, I stayed at work. I was like, oh, I'm more busy. So it's like I got Wednesday afternoon, I got all of Thursday, and I got half of Friday just to freaking just mull over and just what am I gonna read? So I have just finished my new new books. I'm gonna have to get into one of these TPBs. But anyways, let's get into some news. So Sean, you were telling us that you know Spider-Man's got a title, Loki's got a release date, a couple of little pieces of hit, you know, news hitters for everyone. So why don't you let the fans know what's going on in the world of no, 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 uh, no, no, looks no, like no. the MCU specifically? Yeah, MCU specifically. I know Spider-Man three for like the past couple of days. Some of the actors are uh, throwing out different title names, but they did confirm today it's Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> I like the so, home. Sli- I like the home slice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think Tom Holland was the one who released that. And then for the Loki, you know, it's long overdue because we've been waiting for any news on this. I think the only news we had so far is that they are already filming a season two on it. But I believe mm. that via yesterday on comic book Instagram, it's going to be June 11th that we're going to have the season one on Disney Plus. So something to look forward to, guys. Another new show. 
Nice, nice. And then, you know, we're getting dude, HBO Max going to HBO Max, they're they're going to have some they they have they're going to compete with, you know, with Disney Plus. I mean, maybe not the well, you know what? No, you know, never mind. The quality might be up there. You got Mortal Kombat coming out. You got Godzilla versus King Kong. Yep. For all of you people who watched the cartoon as a kid, a new Tom and Jerry movie coming out. You got some good stuff it. coming out, you know? And then of course Justice League is coming on HBO Max um what's that March 18th or whatever. The Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut's eight March 18th. And then you have of course we'll get you into have, a second you have Sean Leto, we have, the, the, What's Leto, that? The, the Leto. The Leto? Did you see uh, the Joker? Uh Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, Jared Leto, Joker. Yeah. I mean, dude, the new trailer. That's right. We haven't even. That's right. Because the they trailer got him, came out they, on Valentine's Day like, why did uh, two they weeks got, ago. Why did they got him depicted like as Jesus? Well, just because he has long hair. No, just uh, he got the like the whole thing on his head, the thorn, the thorn, the thorn halo or whatnot. Just because he's Joker, he like probably thinks of himself I'm as kind of like a deity, slash. like Jesus, like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just Joker. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm not surprised that someone like him would would be crazy and weird like that. But, I mean, he looks a lot better. Um, You know, it's I don't know. He looks way better than he did in Suicide Squad. I can tell you that much. Yeah, honestly, he does. And I I honestly think like throughout that movie in Suicide Squad, he didn't like act bad. It wasn't like a bad joke or whatever. I think he was just written bad. I think if he looked like what he looks like now, it would have been a lot better, you know, so. But I, I I just can't wait. You know, it's funny we already, how you, we already know like Mar- like Martian Manhunter is going to be in it. You know, we're going to see a green a, a Green Lantern. There's a there's a rumor that there's a Green Arrow sighting in the movie too. Like there's a, yeah like there's I'm listening to a bunch of podcasts on this stuff and there's rumors upon rumors. I cannot wait, man. It's so funny though how you brought up all these different movies, which I am specifically beyond excited for. Mortal Kombat, bro, love the trailer. That's gonna be so badass. But oh, yeah. the way that they're promoting Spider-Man, it's so funny because they're specifically saying coming Christmas only in theaters. Like they have to add that only in theaters. It doesn't even like fit where they have it. But the way they were promoting it when I was looking at it online, literally only in theaters. I mean, not even like a shop. I think they're just so it's going to be in theaters. And that is it. We are not going to do probably a mm. Disney Plus, you know, have it on anything like that, the platform. Well, yeah, because you'd have to charge so much money. If you're going to charge yeah. $30 for Mulan, you have to charge 60 70 80 bucks for Spider-Man on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you can't go from high to low. You should start from low and maybe go a little bit higher, especially on yeah. Mulan. I mean, Mulan, maybe like an extra 5 or 10 bucks. I mean, I don't know. Considering the time when Mulan came out when COVID was super bad, they were probably just like, screw it, we're the first ones putting some movie out on this kind of platform, and they maybe shift the bed a little bit with that price. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's going to for sure be a theater movie. And I mean... You know, Mark had the news in the introduction that the theaters uh, in California, a lot of them going to be opening soon. So it's going to be helping yes. a lot of these movies. Thank God. Yeah, for real. And and I asked my wife the other day, like, do you think that HBO Max is going to go back and renege the whole thing on like just all for these the movies, whole year. like 20 something movies throughout the 2021 going to be strictly, you know, theaters and HBO Max? They're going to be like, uh, on second thought, since we are allowing 25 or 50 percent capacity, we're going to head and just do uh, movie theaters. I don't think they would. She thinks they might. She, she, she says, screw it. It's a business like we're going to say sorry, you know, but I think they'd be screwing themselves if they did that. 
just on principle so many people would unsubscribe to hbo max just on principle like really you're gonna go back on your word like that Uh uh-uh i'm out is it just me or for the movies that they are putting on hbo max so you know the wonder woman they put on they put the recently the new denzel movie uh judas and the messiah are those movies ones that they're gonna actually be streaming like okay you can pretty much watch it whenever you want or are they only going to be there temporarily because unless i'm dumb that denzel movie when i was on hbo max earlier today they said oh streaming for only four more days so are they like so is that the way they're doing it i actually wasn't sure what the way uh they were going about how long Um, they were going to leave it on the platform yeah I think all I think most of the movies that were originally scheduled to be in the theaters are yes. going to do that, especially if they probably are going to get a bunch of views. You know, if they if they pay attention and they're like, oh, no, we, we have a bunch of views on this, then, of course, they're going to do that. But if it's an HBO Max original, like how, you know, Titan season three is going to be or whatever. Yeah. Or, I, I know I know it's a TV show, but if it's like a HBO Max original movie, then it's then I, they would do that. But, yeah, I, I can see that King Kong, Godzilla, um, Mortal Kombat, Tom and Jerry, all these ones. I think they're going to be just like the 30 days like Wonder Woman was. And sorry. After that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So before we get into WandaVision real quick, uh, Joe, uh, Mark, you are actually right. He says there's a shop in New Park Mall that sells a bunch of packs from all generations. He said he thought it he thinks it was used because he spent 30 bucks on the pack. So the he on, just got something that's worth so the 500. He's coming yeah. up. Good, good turnaround right <laughs> and there. And that's Joe, what we love here at the Comic Bookies podcast, baby. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Some, some ROI. I love it. There you go. Good job. They sell it and you buy more packs because, hey, you got to find but, more value. But, that, but, but the, I mean, that's just the straight winner that we're talking about here, the the, yeah. the golden ticket. How many other cars do you think that he has in that pack that he probably – that are probably worth 10, 15, 5, 20, you know? You add that's all crazy. up – yeah, you add all up – all those up together. I mean, you just yeah, – uh, You never know. You're making a cool little side hustle there, man. But it's crazy. Like he wasn't even planning on going in there to like. He was like, "Oh, New Park Mall. I'm gonna go check this place out." And he goes, "Oh, you know what? Man, I remember uh, Pokemon cards. I'll just buy a pack." And then boom, you're like up, you know, four hundred and seventy dollars if it's you know if it's worth a lot. So that's it's not crazy. at Green Machine. I'm sure it's not at Green Machine Comics because uh, it's probably at one of those other hobby stores that I. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're gonna shut down most of New Park. I mean, R.I.P. New Park, man. R.I.P. Probably to like. <laughs> for everybody that might be on the west coast that's uh near and dear to their heart fries electronics news uh there's some entertainment news for you business news it'll always be circuit city for me bro Always huh? city. It'll all be Circuit City for me, Circuit bro. That, city? What about that, Radio oh, that, Shack, man? Don't that old school, the old city, school plug, the plug that goes into the store, bro. Come on, <laughs> Circuit City. <laughs> the good guys? Yeah. What about the good guys? Good guys too. And over yeah. There by your old dom- by your old domicile over there back off the five eighty freeway, you had video only. Yeah, video only. That's right. Well, video only is still there. It's still, still there on the corner by Starbucks. It still it's still there. I, <laughs> I, I I bought my current TV from the, uh, video only. Saved like $500. So like, oh, yeah, we run like Black Friday prices all month long or whatever. It was pretty cool. Um, but all right, Sean, let's uh round out the comic book section, the entertainment section on WandaVision, bro. So we've had two episodes since then. So we've seen, boom, 
so many things. Okay, for everyone who hasn't watched it yet, this is by the time you listen to this on your, um, you know, where you listen to your podcast, which is Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and now we are on Amazon Prime Music. So go check us out there. Um, Yeah, I mean, WandaVision was amazing. I mean, it was a slow burn, the first two episodes, two and a half episodes, and then from the last part of episode three and on, it has been nothing but fantastic. Well, I think you hit it on the head completely. I mean, from the beginning of every episode, they're taking these different themes from original shows and putting it into the whole WandaVision, which is awesome. I got to be honest, when I asked you how was episode seven and... You said, you know, it started cool. It was all right. And the last like three to four minutes are going to just like baffle you, bro. Agnes, man. I yeah, mean, and I, it's funny because we knew it all along. But when you actually see yeah. Agnes, yeah. she a I mean, bad B. Yeah. I mean, in the most recent uh, YouTube video that we put up, I kind of mentioned that the the um, week to week, this is where this is where I don't like the week to week, because if it's put out there all at once i can kind of put it away and kind of watch it over the span of two weeks you know and but like if it's week to week there's nothing but conspiracy theories i can't i can't go away from a podcast talking about this this and that well it could be this it could be that it could be this it could be that well if you throw out 500 different theories one of them's bound to be you know and then you have like paparazzi pictures of oh my god uh i forgot uh catherine haunch oh my god she's wearing purple oh that means agatha harkness like really what the hell so obviously yeah so agatha harkness is at least one of the big bads if not the big bad so we don't know the big bad possibly mephisto is gonna be somewhere but dude geraldine monica rambo bro she breaks through that wall and she becomes so like in the comic books it's either like photon or she's like the new captain marvel because she's been both in the comic books that's what i Um, ran into yeah yeah so with her it's gonna be a big battle man so is is Wanda going to go on the side of Agatha or realize that Monica is actually helping her out? And it's going to be a huge battle of three, you know, of, of two witches and and one uh, being of cosmic just just power. It's going to be a, it's going to be insane. Well, when you see Monica was talking to uh, Wanda, she, I think, was kind of getting her at one point, maybe getting her to kind of like, OK, let me try to break this barrier down. But then mm-hmm. once, you know, Agatha kind of got in her head and Agatha is kind of controlling the whole thing, even when Wanda is kind of like the whole sitcom thing, like talking into the camera, Agatha is the one who's kind of sitting in the director chair. Kind Did you like that, though? Did you like that, though? That little thing where she like kind of it looks like she just plops right down into the town and, and she goes from color to black and white. And she's been there the whole time. Just freaking little. She's stirring oh, the pot oh, with a little purple thing. Well, I mean, I got to admit, bro, the worst part is she killed Sparky. I know, I know. That was and you know the what? worst part. And that was one of those theory things where it was like someone asked on the chat of another podcast, oh, do you think she killed Sparky? And they were just like, yes. Oh, and so I was like, I thought about that. It. Huh, I yeah, I know, Sparky. right? Ha, ha, ha. I was like, oh, this huh, But yeah, so we'll see what happens. So the book that she had, it looks like like where, where like where she unveiled herself looked like a scene out of Doctor Strange. So maybe that's where Doctor Strange kind of comes into play. I don't know if we're going to see him. I don't know if we're going to see anybody else. But just like we like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, um, you actually saw um, uh, what's his name? Um, Pietro. He I actually had the purple kind of like, you know, smoky stuff like behind him. So obviously she was controlling him. She 
brought him from another multiverse. She, yeah, whatever. So it's going to be insane. The last two episode eight and nine, not sure if it's going to be based off of like a, a sitcom, but it's going to be badass. Agreed brother. Yeah. I mean, even uh, with the previews, not the previews, like the little scene after the uh, credits, you know, we see in uh, Pietro with Monica. So Snoopers going Snoop. Snoopers going Snoop. I'm excited for eight and nine, bro. And whoever told me, wherever I seen online that the last three episodes were going to be like an hour, shame, shame. Yeah. Very, yeah, very hell, disappointed, dude? man. It was a 37 minute episode and somebody didn't lied. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, so everyone go and watch uh, WandaVision. It's an amazing, amazing show so far. Definitely going to lead into, I think we get one week of a break and then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts on March 19th. So, Let's go ahead and round out the podcast, fellas. This has been a, uh, a success as far as I'm concerned. The first couple of minutes, we tried to get all the kinks worked out as far as the, you know, listening to us. But I think we did a pretty good job for episode 101, uh, the first live episode in our own uh, sanctuaries, our own bat cave, our own, you know, Legion of Doom headquarters in our, you know, Fortress of Solitude. So I had a fun, I had a, I had a fun time tonight. So let's round out episode 101. Say goodbye to the fans, man. Episode 101, guys, it is, as Mike said, the first time we do a live episode in our own sanctuaries. Episode 100 was fun, and now we're just building off of that with this one, episode 102, or 101, as I mentioned. Uh, great time, just colliding the world of sports and comics, as we are the comic bookie fans. Uh, real quick, I know it seems like things are slowly becoming better, but a quick prayer, obviously, for uh, the people in Texas, as well as on the East Coast, affected with all the bad weather I know it's uh, definitely been just like horrible horror stories. Some of the stuff that you've been hearing, people with no power, people, you know, dying, all the snow and just severe rain and wind. So just a quick prayer that hopefully everyone is staying safe. Everyone is obviously getting through this tough time. Uh, getting back to us real quick. We appreciate the people that did log in today, interacted with us. This will be again on our YouTube page. So definitely just keep checking us out. This will be a weekly thing. We will be live. Uh, we'll keep promoting it during the week. And also check out our YouTube videos. We had a couple of them up, uh, the Powers Hour, as well as Batcave Minutes. So definitely check out our videos, guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, and all jokes aside, honestly, at the end of the day, man, shout out to Tiger Woods. Uh, I know you're dealing yeah. with a lot of stuff. We all wanted to see you kind of contend for another Masters it's obviously not going to happen. Let's see what happens uh, going forward in his career. But I know we didn't touch on it. We've been so busy. And with missing a couple weeks, we wanted to touch on every sport that we could. But at the end of the day, man, we're glad that you're alive. Uh, we're glad that uh, the doctors could stitch you up with pins and screws and whatnot. You bionic man, you. You've always been a bionic man, you, you Tiger Woods. But... At the end of the day, no, but thank you, fans. Um, thank you for joining us. This journey is only getting bigger as we uh, continue to grow, as we continue to uh, deliver more content and deliver, obviously, things like we did today, coming to you live on Twitch and on YouTube. Man, it's just going to keep on getting better and better going forward and forward. And as things start to open, as these movie theaters start to open, as you guys, the fans, start to get out there and start watching more of these movies at 
AMC. Don't get it twisted. Maybe not the best popcorn, but they like. But <laughs> at least over here in my town, you can drink at AMC, and they got a there bar there. Is. So at the end of the day, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. Comicbookies at gmail.com. Comic bookies on Twitter, comic bookies on Instagram, and all social media platforms. Let's go. Thank you, guys. All right. So as we round out the episode, Mark, you actually uh, texted me this, but uh, one more little piece of news. A Blue Beetle. Uh, was it a movie or a TV show is in development? It's going yeah. uh, to be, be directed by Angel Manuel. So uh, it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, based on the... I think it's going to be based on the character that was written uh, pre or Blue Beetle is one of the oldest comic book superheroes first appearing in Fox Comics. Guys, I'm getting this via NBC News, uh, Fox Comics and character in 1939 from the creator Charles Wojcicki. The character bounced to different owners as various comic publishers folded through the 20th century before ultimate landing at DC in the 1980s. Soto's movie will focus on most recent versions of Blue Beetle introduced in 2006 as a Mexican-American. We're all my Latin TCB fans at as a Mexican-American teenager named Jaime Reyes. His powers come from a serious scarab that binds to Reyes' spine and provides him with all the powerful suit of blue alien armor that can also equip him. And uh, with all types of weapons and wings yeah. and whatnot. So that'll be a yeah, badass. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, guys, I think it's a little bit uh, off the wall for DC to introduce Blue Beetle. I think I've only been introduced to Blue Beetle what once or twice in my comic booking career. But Mike's shaking his head. So watch if you Young got Justice. Any- watch Young Justice, the cartoon. He is badass. In badass. That show. Yeah. So it's not CGI is going to be cool in that one. too. He's not a household name is what I'm trying to say. Of course not. He's an old character. But yeah, But I'm excited for that. That's what we need. It can't just be the same repetitions and revisions of the the Spider-Man and Batman. Like, let's bring some new blood into it. Females. They've been bringing the females into it, you know, with the Birds of Prey, with the Captain Marvels, with the, you know, with the Wonder Woman. So, I mean, the more the merrier, man. We can't just keep on having the same. Yep. So uh, episode 101 is in the books. Please follow us on YouTube and on follow us on Twitch as well. We'll be, um, you know, like every week we send out new videos of things that you didn't hear, didn't see in this uh, week's podcast. We're live every week, but check us out Saturday morning when you guys wake up. This episode will be available on all your podcasting streaming uh, sites. So for Mark, for Sean, this is Mike. This has been the Compookies podcast. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Peace. And always enjoy each other. And enjoy going live with the Comic Bookies podcast. Because don't ever forget, everybody that's live with here tonight, you guys are the lucky guys because you guys get it live. And everybody else has to wait till Saturday. So come live with us every Saturday and live and vibe with TB, baby. Let's go. Love y'all.